2016 Small Business Awards on 702 with Sage One. Online, smartphone, DSTV channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. Let's go now to Kathy Powell, Senior Lecturer in Public Law at the University of Cape Town. Nice talking to you again, Kathy. Hello. Hello, thank you for learning. Thanks indeed for coming through. Kathy. of course, everyone is talking about coalition governments. Everyone is talking yeah. about the negotiations, political parties uh, that they have entered into. We've just heard here in Joburg that the ANC is talking to everyone uh, but the DA. Yeah. So they're talking to EFF, also a small part. But the question is, what if, um, none of, if, if any of these political parties refuse to go to a coalition government with the ANC? What happens then? There is, there are a series of things that legislation provides for to try to solve the impasse. Um, they're not supposed to have a revote for another two years. Um, but uh, let's, let's take the options. You're looking at an executive mayor system. So at the first meeting of all the, of all the newly elected councillors, they're meant to elect first a speaker and, and then an executive mayor. Now, it's possible that they might you might get a majority vote for a speaker and an executive mayor, even if the parties are not going to work together as a coalition. They might nonetheless agree, or enough people might support one person or the other. If you don't have a coalition government, um, but you do manage to get an executive mayor, that mayor then appoints a, a, a mayoral committee, and they try to run the place. But they've got a problem because for the decisions that require the approval of the councillors, they need to negotiate every single bylaw, every single decision. Um, so that, that can be difficult. There's also the possibility that people turn up and then just refuse to vote, so you don't even get an executive mayor. Um, then there are a number of options that the MEC for local government can follow, um, and eventually uh, lo- um, prevent- Sorry, the MEC for local government and the province can follow. Mm. The province can eventually also step in if necessary and try to administer the municipality itself. And then at the same time, under exceptional circumstances, dissolve the municipality so that new elections can be held. Oh, you know, that's an important point because according to an article on the front page of the Times, uh, the minister suggesting that it's, you know, in the event that nobody agrees, cooperative cooperative governance and traditional affairs minister uh, might just, you know, intervene. And you're saying that that intervention can only happen in exceptional circumstances. Well, there are uh, different kinds of intervention. The, um, the, the exceptional circumstances would be the dissolving of the municipal council. That's not supposed to happen until two years have passed. So that would be the very exceptional circumstances. But if a municipality is unwilling or unable to actually carry out its duties, then the MEC for local government should in fact step in and start some form of administration so that the municipality can still function. But that just leads to the functioning of the municipality. It doesn't actually restore the government at a municipal level. And for that, there are a variety, and the legislation is actually quite detailed and complicated, to try to get either an executive mayor elected or the executive mayoral system transferred to an executive committee, where basically uh, there are members from all the parties sitting on the committee in the same proportion as they were voted in. So it's a kind of proportional representation system. But that executive committee then still has to actually do the job of governing, and that's going to be very difficult if you can't get 50% plus one majority on any particular decision.
But I just want to go back to um, the announcement on Saturday. So uh, from the announcement on Saturday, political parties have 14 days within which yes. to form uh, the coalition governments. Yes. And on the first day, they have to elect a speaker as well as a mayor. Yes. And I'm assuming, for instance, let's, t- let's take Johannesburg, right? So yes. um, if uh, the ANC and smaller political parties agree that they will then elect Pakistan as the mayor, but yes. the DA and the EFF disagree and numerically they, uh, they are a majority, what happens then? Then Pakistan can't be elected mayor. If they all turn up at the meeting and if they all vote that more people vote for somebody else against Park's Tower than for him, then Park's Tower can't become the mayor. He's got to actually get a majority of the votes. What is this thing about a minority government? Under what circumstances can the ANC in Joburg form a minority government? That can happen if, despite the fact that there's no coalition, um, there is enough agreement to elect a particular mayor. So the mayor, let's imagine it's Park Fatal, he gets elected, but he doesn't have a formal coalition to work with. So he, he appoints his own mayoral committee, much as the president appoints the cabinet, um, and they can carry out certain executive tasks because they are now the government of the municipality. Um, that is called a minority government because on any decisions that have to be made about, in effect, legislative decisions that the municipality has to take, each one is going to have to be renegotiated between the various parties. Park Park would not be able to assume that he's got the agreement of his coalition because there's no coalition. Okay, uh, so Park Star would form a minority government because his party holds the balance of power. He would form a minority government because he managed to get elected as executive mayor, even though there's no coalition, so there's no formal structure that's going to give him a majority for every decision. Um, And the minority government part means that he's going to have to, um, as executive mayor, he can can set up his committee and, and run the municipality in certain respects, but in any respect where he needs the council's approval, he's going to have to approach... The, the opposition parties every single time and get enough buy-in for every particular decision that he wants the council to take. So that's very tiring and involves a lot of horse, horse training. Now, let's, let's assume then that uh, the parties are able to go through this hurdle. They are able to form yeah. this government and then they start working. At what point, and uh, people are talking about purging already, uh, yes. which people can be purged and which ones can, cannot? The uh, speaker and executive mayor can be dismissed by a simple majority vote. And then the whole circle starts again. But the actual councillors have been voted in. They can't be purged. But workers in the council, uh, for instance, people who would have been employed by the ANC, uh, should they worry about their jobs that the new, let's say, incoming DA council will then purge them? Um, the, the employees of a council are protected by labor law. So they're, they're, you're not going to have a kind of um, Stalinist uh, execution of a whole lot of people whom the new government doesn't like. If people are underperforming, um, it would, that would have to be established under the normal labor law uh, processes. Um, political appointments, and I'm not sure which, which of municipality appointments count as political appointments, but I don't think there are that many. Uh, political appointments, those people can just be removed without labor law protection, the same way that a cabinet minister can be removed without labor law protection. But there are fewer of those than we think. 
Um, we needn't worry that um, power can be abused that way. That, that's what labor law is for. Fantastic. Uh, but the issue, of course, that's related to that, and we've heard a lot about it, uh, are, are tenderpreneurs. Uh, because Indeed. different political parties come in and they institute audits and they start investigations, etc., etc. So, so that can that happen. That could well lead to the cancellation of contracts and criminal prosecution and all sorts of things. And then, of course, the firing of the people who granted corrupt contracts. That would be under labor law perfectly acceptable because the person has... Um, um, <clears throat> has acted corruptly and, and that is not acceptable as a reason for dismissal. And we do have an example of a coalition government that worked in, in Cape Town, was it 2006? Yes. Um, how different is what happened in Cape Town to what we are expecting now? Is it exactly the same thing? Well, I think that is a question that requires us to understand the political context of this development. The DA was very keen to prove that it could govern that it could actually produce a good, well-run system. So it worked very hard at that coalition, and, and then, in fact, on the basis of the coalition in Cape Town, it managed also later on to take over the Western Cape as a province. Now, I think at the moment, given the extent to which the ANC has lost support uh, in the last elections, the ANC is under similar pressure to prove that it can govern. And um, I imagine that the EFF would like to show that it actually can run a municipality as well. So you've got a whole lot of parties who are quite keen to prove they can do the job. And for that, they need to form coalitions and get going. And let us hope for South Africa's sake that people remain rational and reasonable and think in long terms that if they can be seen to be part of a functioning government, they can win approval for their party and and perhaps win back trust. So it is possible. It it can happen. If there's too much... um, short-term politicking, uh, then, then it will fail and we'll have a period of instability. What are the chances of the period of instability? Because, of course, a lot of us would be scared um, uh, just at, at the thought of that instability. What are the chances? Well, let's be clear about what instability can mean. It can simply mean instability at the government level, the municipality level, that um, it's very hard to get decisions taken um, the, the power balances are constantly shifting. You can have that kind of instability. That doesn't necessarily mean instability out on the streets. But, of course, given the service delivery protests that we've had already, um, the less a municipality is actually doing its job, the greater the chance there is of instability out on the street. And a municipality that's being paralyzed by infighting is not going to deliver. So, yes, we are looking at the prospect of, of further and worse service delivery protest. All right, Kathy Powell, always good to talk to you. Thank you. Much appreciated. She's senior lecturer in public law at the University of Cape Town. I'll take your reaction.